0: Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, we have an actual Sens game to break down. The preseason is here, and the Sens started off with a win.
1: And the usual suspects were dominating, Ross. Brady had two points, Timmy
0: had two points, Sandy had two points, and we'll point out some of the other standouts. There were a lot to get to. The game was great. Now we've got another one on the horizon. The Senators' second group will be in Toronto tonight. Full game day preview and more This is the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Schlitzler, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast.
0: Welcome inside episode 880 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, a reminder, you can follow the show on Twitter at Send Central, on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube. Today is Monday, September 25th, and Pillsy, the road to 90-0 and 0,
1: is still alive. I mean, what a way to start off the preseason, but at home, up against the Leafs, a 3-2 victory with the star players doing what they typically do and will continue to do, and just beating the Leafs is always great, so I love that. What a, Like, Sense
0: Hockey is officially back with the first beating the Leafs at home. And Tim Stutzla just picking up right where he left off. His first game off his entry-level contract, he got A on his chest. Uh, as Thomas Shabbat was out of the lineup, he'll play t- tonight. But when you look at just what this team came out of the gate with, it was sloppy. No, I'm not going to come in here and say that this was a you know, polished masterpiece or anything. There was a penalty 11 seconds in. Ottawa got a power play. It was sloppy. Then Ottawa took an offensive zone penalty. Zach McEwen for tripping. And then that was a sloppy power play from the it's league. Preseason. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to need to get some cobwebs out. For all the people out there that just see five minutes and are like, yeah, hey, I'm ready for, for it to matter. There's a reason why they do this whole preseason thing. And it was evident at the start of this game.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the it was kind of a weird shots back and forth affair. The Leafs got off to a hot start, four shots right away, Sens had none. And the Sens out, uh, end up out shooting them the first period, like twenty, yeah, 24 to 7. So 24 yep. shots in the first period, and then four shots in the second, four in the third. So classic Sens and uh, not being able to kind of consistently play through the game. But hey, that was a good first period.
0: Uh, The question everybody's answering is, which number threw you off the most?
1: Mm, That's a good question. You know I'm not a numbers guy, so I feel like I'm always jumbled up by the numbers other than the top guys anyways.
0: For me, it was uh, 27 Parker Kelly. I was like, that's not Dylan Gambrell out there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Dylan Gambrel was out there, but that wasn't him, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, because Mark Kastelik changed his number to 12, but he's such a, a beast. That, you know?
1: that was the one that confused me. I was like, 12, wait a second, <laughs> what's going on here? Get that guy out of here. But then right away, as you were about to say, it's very easy to be like, oh, yeah, that beast, that's Casty.
0: That would be as though Alex Dabrinkit hit one of the mushrooms in Mario. Or not mushrooms. What's the thing? The the gold star.
1: Oh, yeah. Gold star. Yeah. Mushroom would uh, help uh, Dabrinkit turn into Catholic too, though.
0: (laughs) So with that, and then 49 as well. I guess uh, Rook Chartier was wearing that. But I always just think of the sword. Scott Sabrin out there protecting the investment. So a lot of new numbers. New men out there. as A new season is upon us. And again, we'll get to a game day preview of what we saw. Or of the players who we didn't see who will be in the lineup tonight in Toronto. As one Toronto reporter uh, mentioned, he goes, Yeah, this is so clearly Ottawa's A squad against uh, Toronto's B squad. It's like, No, no, dude. It's called a split squad. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. Chill out, man. And I mean, like, their
1: top free agent signings weren't a part of this squad. Like, come on, dude. <laughs>
0: Oregon Riley, William Nylander. Like it's not like they had nobody out there. Come on. I I get it. Ottawa did dress more regulars and that's normal. It's a home game as you would, as you'll see in all likelihood, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner tonight in Toronto. It just makes sense. Your, your fans are paying to see. Although if you're the Leafs, you think that you have such a road advantage in Ottawa, pretty disrespectful. So any Leaf fans out there that were at this game in Ottawa, your team doesn't really care about you. They just care about what's in your wallet. So, yeah. With that, and you went home with another loss, as you typically do, Pillsy, As we're going to turn this into a conversation about the man who stole the home opener two years ago when Ottawa beat the Leafs, mm-hmm. how great was it seeing Anton Forsberg out there, full health?
1: It was great, and he looked good out there. It was classic Forsberg style. Uh, he was battling, he's able to see through traffic, he was able to get rebounds. The top moment for me, though, Ross, for Anton Forsberg. I believe it happened. I got my notes here. It happens in the second period. Kyle Clifford falls on top of him. Goaltender interference. And I was like, okay, that. all right, how healthy is he? Can he handle that contact? Can he handle having a big fourth-line guy like Clifford fall on top of him and Luckily, it was no worse for wear as they showed it. They did an ISO on him after, uh, and he looked fine and continued the game. So that was a big sigh of relief for me that he was able to withstand that and not have any uh, kind of tweak or aggravated knee injury there.
0: You mentioned 3-2 was the final score, and it was a 35-save performance from Anton Forsberg. He made 16 of those 17 or 16 of 17 in the second period in particular was uh, pretty impressive because the Leafs really tilted the ice in that second period. But people don't care about the score. They want to hear about Tim Stutzla and how he got two goals. They want to hear about how Brady Kachuk was doing his thing down low, how Jake Sanderson was the best player on the ice but they also want to know what about the bubble guys? So, Pillsy, what do you say? We take a quick break, come back on the other side, and get in to who stood out in game one of eight preseason games. And then we'll finish up today's show discussing who to look for tonight. Pillsy's locked on player was teased yesterday. If you follow us on Twitter at Send Central, you're listening to Locked On Sends.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Jace Medical. Guys, Jace Medical provides the Jace case, which has five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is a simple online form, and in some cases, you can hop on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. You get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Don't be caught unprepared, guys. Everyone, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why the Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you know you have access to medication in emergencies. Jace Medical is simple. They'll handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared, guys. Now you can save Three hundred and sixty dollars by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus for our listeners. You get an additional twenty dollars off by using code Locked On at checkout on JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical.com promo code Locked On.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by Farm to Fork Farm to Fork delivery.ca. It's a premium meat and seafood company that serves Ottawa, Ontario, Quebec, and Nunavut. For anyone up north our friends up there we actually had a couple people write in and say hey it's it's just as quality premium meats nice. no antibiotics no hormones it tastes just as delicious way up north in Nunavut but farm to fork just head over there farm to fork delivery.ca and use promo code losp10 that's losp10 for 10 percent off your first purchase check out the bundles it's a fill the freezer fall bundle Right now, it is a $4.30 per meal cost. That's 233 meals, Pilsy. You'll never go hungry again. So fill the fridge. And you know what? I think this might be a hot take, but barbecue season? Yeah, it's cool in the dog days of summer and everything. But there's something almost nostalgic about what you've just had the last couple months with fall barbecue season. I well, love Ross, I'll put a spin zone on it tailgate barbecue
1: season football season is here get your tailgate grills on get going have your cookouts
0: go check that all out farm to fork it's individually vacuum sealed at the butcher's table for ultimate freshness and you can go try it yourself farm to fork taste the farm to fork difference you will never go back to grocery store meats All right, Pilsey, three-two sends win. They are one and zero on the preseason. Everybody's keeping track of the score, but we're keeping track on individual players. Who was the number one standout for you in today's game? Oh, Yesterday, so
1: I'm so glad you passed it off to me first because I, I think apart from the the big guys, the top guns, there was a clear standout for me, and that's our guy. Igor Sokolov. The shark was in the water. And honestly, Ross, this is... If you guys don't know by now, we are a tad bit biased towards Igor. Hashtag friend of the show. But just from a general standpoint, he had a great overall game in pretty much all aspects of the game. A 200-foot game. That goal that uh, Timmy scored... I don't think that happens without Igor Sokolov having that screen there. Uh, Our guy Footy from Belleville showed us an ISO cam replay on Twitter that followed Igor that whole shift. He was battling in the corners. He was getting shots off. He was getting in front of the net. He was even kind of boxing out in front of the net as well, showing his physicality and his size. So if I'm Igor Sokolov, I feel pretty damn good about how I showed first game after signing that contract.
0: And he should. Because he was all over the ice. I love the block shot he had. Coming out to the, the blue line, making sure nothing got through. I thought he was physical. I thought he was using his body. I was hoping that we'd get to see a couple shifts with Casty in the middle. Because I thought Yuri Smekal had a pretty good game too. Those two big wingers on either yep. side of each other. I think if you put castlick in the middle, man, that could be a fourth line that, that you wouldn't want to go up against. So I'd be fired up to see that, Pilsy. Yeah, uh that's something you talked about uh quite a bit before. And
1: I actually think that could have some good value there, Ross, especially if Igor can keep up this physicality and really use his big body to his advantage up against other uh fourth lines with bigger guys out there. So in front of the net, he's not getting intimidated, he's not backing down. And I think uh we're gonna see some feistiness from Igor in this preseason, then moving forward here, because he he's got a lot to prove and he wants to prove it.
0: Man, it was feisty in front of the Sens net early in the game. And my next standout was Nicholas Matin Palo. I thought that he showed very well, clearing the crease, making smart, easy reads in the defensive zone. And then he, he just put his wheels on. He put the speed burst on. And I think it was the third period. And he set up Timmy for what was nearly his hat trick goal. It was a great yeah. cross crease. I thought he had that, but Matin Palo really impressed me. And, The beauty with Martin Palo is, unlike Jacob Bernard-Docker, unlike Travis Hamanick, you have a third-pair-type role here, which is probably going to be those two guys because they're on one-way deals, but you don't even need waivers for Martin Palo. and you know you're going to need more than six defensemen. So I still see him starting in Belleville as the top defenseman, but he's also played against men in Finland for three or four years. Mm -hmm. So I think that he's got that in his back pocket, and he could be a huge depth piece for Ottawa this year.
1: Yeah, I think it was a great low risk signing and he showed good so far. So I definitely like that one Ross. I'll uh, if you're snapping it back to me, I'll go to an- another player from the 2020 draft, friend of the show also, Tyler Clevin. I mean, he had a great game too and you know, the- Meth uh, and I had the debate on the recent show. All right, if Clevin's going to take Brandy's job and he's going to be paired with Hamnick, my kind of question was who's carrying the puck up the ice between Clevin and Hamnick. And I thought Clevin did a really good job transitioning the puck. He seemed to be the guy between him and JBD. That was more often than not moving the puck up ice, starting with it in his own end. And I really like Clevin's game here. So I know people have la- kind of labeled me as a Clevin hater since I've been on Brandy's side, but I I'm on both sides. I got one foot on both sides of the battlefield there and Today I was very impressed with Tyler Clevin, so I hope he continues this.
0: Yeah, I would, I would love to see him come in here and steal the job. For me, it was—I mean, there was a couple mistakes there, one giveaway in the second period, but overall, a really solid game for sure from Tyler Clevin. Now, uh, when when you look at kind of the overall aspect of this game, we, we can't talk. I know we're talking bubble guys, but like you can't talk about the story of this game without Jake Sanderson. Like every time I watch this guy play. It's like the game goes on easy mode for him and everything slows down. Like you look at the three stars and it's preseason. I get it, but it's Brady, Timmy, Sanderson, like that's a team right there. And those are your top, your three top five picks that you've had throughout the rebuild. So it is unbelievable that in year three, after being drafted college, college to NHL, well, didn't even play a game, just burned a year. Then his rookie season, like he might, he might be the third best player on this team.
1: Yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. He was the best player on the ice for me. I know maybe some people say Timmy, some people say Brady, but it it was Jake for me. Like, his defensive plays, like, just his uh, his awareness. And everything he does is just so effortless. Like, he's one of those guys, uh, well, I mean, we've made this comparison before, Ross, but the Niedermeyer
0: comparison where put him out there for we didn't make that comparison first. We just, so everyone doesn't think we're here, like, you know, pumping our guys' tires that big. That was Craig Button. Who, who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I got guess, a, lot, a lot of Let Scott me in-
1: reword that. We've referenced that comparison multiple times on this show, so I'll put it that way. Um, It's just like, this guy could play 30 minutes up against an opponent's top line, top players, come into the dressing room, and he probably hasn't even broken a sweat. Like, it's just so amazing. And, He finished second on the team in uh, the fitness testing. And that's so clear as he's out there playing big minutes up against other uh, teams, toughest matchups and he's dominating and he's looking good offensively. Both times he feeds Timmy on the point, kind of a D to D type pass where Timmy uh, then glides in, just goes top shelf for both his goals there. That second goal by Timmy was absolutely amazing. So yeah, Jake Sanderson for me was the number one star.
0: Okay, maybe this is a bit of confirmation bias, but Zach McEwen and Parker Kelly can't play on the same line together.
1: Yeah, and this is this is tough for me because I we talked about the fourth line and I was on the side of, nah, give me Kelly, Casty, and uh, McEwen as a fourth line. But I, I mean, I, obviously small sample size as well, but I don't think that's going to be a recipe for success. I'll agree with you there.
0: No, because they were a step behind. They are taking offensive zone penalties. And like there was one play in particular where you knew that – like Parker Kelly, I think – I bet you he's a great guy, and I bet you that he – well, he, he's a two-time Jonathan Petra award winner mm-hmm. at Sens Development Camp, undrafted, grinded his way up. But yep. there was a moment in the first period where you could tell he wanted to get in on the forecheck, and he was so late that by the time the defenseman had got it up – and he still, like, was trying to go for his hit. But at that point, he's so late that when he makes contact, now he's just taking himself out of any any chance to come back.
1: Well, and that's the thing, Ross. Like, as kind of fourth-line, bottom-pair, bigger guys, do you want to make an impact in preseason games by using your physicality? But it's... it's- not really that great if you get a good hit and you take yourself out of the play and then it ends up causing an odd man rush the other way, right? Or it ends up being a turnover or just doesn't end up positively impacting the play. It, do- it doesn't hit the same. So that's something he's going to have to work on. And yeah, I really think Kelly and McEwen are going to be extras here and you cycle them out one each at a time I think that might be what happens going
0: forward. yeah on. I didn't love the the offensive zone penalty there from and again it's one game but Pillsy, people want before we turn our attention to tonight's game in Toronto yesterday it was Josh Bailey's first time wearing any other jersey in the mm. National Hockey League but the New York Islanders and he was drafted I believe in 2008 if not even earlier and that's over a thousand NHL games how did you find Josh Bailey looked in this debut
1: Look, I, I liked him. Honestly, I think as a third-line winger, he could have success. Uh, he was a part of Brady's first goal to open things up. Claude fed him in the slot, and he all you gotta do is direct it towards the net, especially with Brady there, and Brady gets the rebound and buries it. So I know you've got some choice words for him about uh how things were handled with the goalie pulled for the Leafs, but I think that was a conservative play that. I I don't I don't mind that much it's just tough that it leads into uh, odd man or uh, too many men penalty that's tough.
0: Yeah and and most people this especially this time of year it's like get your cookies. It's like if you're going to ice it I get. It. He's trying to play conservative. He's trying to make the team. I get it. He's trying yeah. to make the team more so than anything else and earn a contract, a payday for this season. But at the same time, man, you can't then put the puck towards your bench. Because whether it's the end of the shift or not, you don't know if someone's going to take that advantage because he's facing up as though he's going to go at least get to center and dump it in. Like even let them have it if you know they're going to change. But to then put the puck in the vicinity where all the refs are staring at the guy jumping on, I thought that was tough. But obviously, it was more just me being selfish because I had the puck line for the sends. So it's more selfishness than anything. I'm not writing off Josh Bailey just yet, but... It wasn't like he came out and grabbed the job. Like I thought, Igor yeah. was better than him. I thought that Yuri um, Smekal was better than him as as the wingers. And I'm still don't I still don't quite understand why Roby Arventi's playing center. But I thought he did okay. He snapped back a couple faceoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I can't really say I noticed Roby playing center. I, th- I think it's just it's preseason. You try things out. And like uh, David Bell told us, he did play quite a bit of center down the stretch in Belleville, and they had some success there. But yeah, I would agree with you, Ross. Uh, as far as Josh Bailey and the third line winger competition in this game went, uh Igor and Schmeikal were were better for me. And yeah, definitely not the best play to pass it towards the bench like that because uh, guys are changing. Maybe if you want to be conservative, what I would have liked there is is scan the zone and curl back and hold it and try to try to get uh slow things down and then transition up ice. So that's definitely fair.
0: It's game day for the Ottawa Senators coming up next. We will break down who's in the projected lineup and who isn't because there's one notable absence. That's next. You're listening to Locked On Senators.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Guys, FanDuel is the official sports book partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, New customers get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That's two hundred dollars in bonus bets, win or lose. That's the FanDuel way. If you're a new customer, and Ross, FanDuel has, you know, I'm a parlay guy. They have an insane parlay right now with football that I've been. I'm trying to keep on top of because I believe someone won a hundred grand on this parlay last week. So the parlay is all the one o'clock football games. Each team has to get one field goal. Every team that plays at 1 p.m. Uh, this Sunday was plus two, 2,400. I actually don't know if it's cashed yet. I got to check. Uh, I hope so. But uh, that's a fun bet to get you in the action of all the 1 o'clock games. So you're cheering for field goals there. They got player props, over-unders, and more. So check out the app. Go to FanDuel.com and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
0: right Pillsy preseason for us too if you're watching on YouTube you saw that I had my mic muted I was coming in hot and then I came in completely silent so that's not (laughs) for a podcast but Pillsy I will also let the people know here with the FanDuel Sportsbook the the levy lock of the century and people are jumping on it because the odds are not as high as they once were it was last week plus 450 for Tim Stutzle to score 40 or more goals Well, our friend Chris just made the bet over at FanDuel. Uh, He he sent it to me on Twitter. And uh, the odds now are down at 420. So we are going to double it up. And I'm not calling this a levy lock, but I'm certainly going to get in on it myself. Tim Stutzla, 100 or more points at plus 540. That means if you bet $1, you get $5.40 back on that $1. So... You gotta get after that because you I'm saw I'm riding with sh- you. I'm riding. You saw his shot today, Pilsy, and then after the game, he goes, Yeah, I'm getting more confident in my shot. Getting I scored 39 last year. Only 39. That might be the least amount of goals he scores in a season in a long time.
1: Oh, honestly, yeah, for real. Yeah, like
0: I don't even think we're overhyping him anymore. Maybe no. the day before he was drafted, calling him Timmy Superstar, might have been a bit premature. Nah. Ah. But he looks so damn good, man. Ross. I
1: from day one, I always said Tim Stutzel was going to put up hundred point seasons, just like Derek Stepan
0: did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just that might be one of the best storylines in LOSB history. The fact that his pretty first good. ever line mate was was Derek was, was brought in. <laughs> pretty Stepan. good, pretty good. <laughs> well, wow. oh man, maybe he's the next Stamkos. Hey, can, should I like try to you know um, manifest Stephen Stamkos coming to Ottawa at the trade deadline? I mean, Pierre Dorian locks up his guys early. Pierre Dorian loves winners. Yeah, about, that was also true. How about a two-time Stanley Cup champion? Hey, speaking of sound bites like that, Pierre Dorian loves winners. That could have been one of the options for best sound bites in Senators history. We did that yesterday with Lulim's Martian. Go vote, have your say on Twitter. And if you're watching on YouTube, I've pulled up the Ottawa Senators have released their lineup for tonight. Now, these are not in order, but we can piece together a little bit based on the last number of days before we get to who's there, who is not there. Josh Norris is being held out as a precaution. Are you nervous, Pilsey?
1: Look, uh, we've kind of had this uh, debate going on Twitter and I'll, I think both of us are on opposite sides of this. So uh, embrace debate here, but I am still firmly on the side of try to limit Josh Norris's face-offs as much as possible now and moving forward.
0: No, not moving forward because if he's not going to be a centerman, he's not going to be an eight million dollar player, and he's actually really good at faceoffs too. When his shoulders there,
1: how can you be an eight million dollar player from the press
0: box? Well, then you're LTIR guy.
1: <laughs> you're, well, then you're you're not doing much good for your team on the ice. That's the thing. Like, I obviously, obviously, I would rather have Josh Norris take faceoffs and snap him back because he's good at them, but that's where he, his injury tends to reoccur. And I would rather have him playing as much as he can without taking face offs and having him play little and risking everything and taking face offs. Like if there was no Brady Kachuk, no Claude Drew on this team, different story, but you got two guys right there that are great wingers that can snap back draws. So
0: Either- I'm sure
1: we'll continue this discussion moving forward, but I, I remain on that, uh, that stance.
0: Yeah. I'm,
1: Precautionary Pillsy, Ross.
0: Right. Well, is that why Norris isn't playing today? Because neither Giroux or Kachuk? Like, are we going to get down to that where it's like, if they don't play, he doesn't play? Because he can't take face-offs? I told Ian Mendez, or I replied to his tweet. I said, I'm going to need 100 face-offs before I trust Josh Norris' shoulder. But it's going to have to happen sooner rather than later. Like, he's had the whole summer. He's been off since last January. Well, they got
1: noted centerman Matthew Joseph here. I don't know why Joseph's not uh, down the middle here. Oh,
0: my God. Please tell me you heard DJ Smith say that he's impressed the most at camp. If that's not the ultimate. That's not the ultimate. Hey, guys, everyone look. Everyone look. Joseph is really, really good. Honestly, too good. He's too good to be playing for the Sens. He is someone else (laughs) deserves to have him. Now, without Josh Norris, one... I want to say notable move because it had been Ridley Gregg between Yuri Smekal and Igor Sokolov at the first couple of days of training camp. But Ridley Gregg is in this projected lineup tonight. So, does it just make as much sense to you as me that it will be Ridley Gregg centering Drake Batherson and Vladimir Tarasenko?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's probably what will happen here, Ross. Yeah.
0: And we don't have a morning skate. So we're actually recording this Sunday night, 8.45 p.m. Eastern, and I'm excited. My number one player to watch is Vladimir Tarasenko because I just want to see that 91 out there flying around in a Sens jersey. I hope that he can, you know, take a page out of Tim Stutzel's book with that wrister that we know is just patented. I saw some people who were at Sens training camp say that the puck just comes off his stick different. So I'm really excited to see that that lethal shot of Vladimir Tarasenko. So I think we could snap it back a couple times because the people want you know who to watch for in this uh, in tonight's exhibition game. Well, before we get to yours, why don't we just mention some of the players? Like we'll we'll just say some of the notables who are playing. So we'll see our top pair of Jacob Chikrin and Thomas Shabbat. They will be in the lineup. You've got your Matthew Joseph line. You've got Dominic Kubelik, Vladimir Tarasenko, Ridley Greg, Angus Crookshank who by all accounts looked pretty good the first couple days. you got Zach Stabchuk back after suffering a minor injury in rookie tournament. You've got Boko Imama coming in for the first time, and we are expecting Mad Sogard to play the entirety of tonight's game.
1: Ross, uh, I I am so excited to watch Dominic Kubalik. I wanted to see him yesterday, so <laughs> Dominic Kubalik is going to be my
0: guy to watch here. I like that. I like that Pilsy. What in particular do you want to see from him?
1: Look, this is a guy that,
0: uh, at least I, I, shouldn't say is known for this,
1: uh, but at least last season, it was the story was he got off to a hot start and sure. If the story is you got off to a hot start, they're all the back half of that story is probably you lacked consistency in the rest of the season, but I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about him getting off to a hot start. So I want to see him pop off in preseason and, uh, show how motivated he is to not hit posts to put in effort uh in all plays and to get along with his teammates and that's something I think Dominic Kubalik can do
0: yes and hey if he puts in 20 goals in the first two months of the season for Ottawa and then disappears that's cool it's all good or Ross maybe he'll mix in scoring some goals and losses that would be co- I couldn't believe it by the way when I like I knew that we knew the record. When, by the way, we're talking about Alex Debrinket. There There's a whole thing. We don't have to get into it. I really don't care. It sends. It sends Central right here.
1: I want to. I want to make this is going to be my final thought. But since we're we're into it,
0: you want to save it? Why don't I give one more? Okay, play we'll save it. We'll
1: player? save it. Yes, we don't I mean, need to get into this.
0: We don't want to get lazy about the conversation because that no, would, it's, it wouldn't look good on us.
1: No, it wouldn't. Honestly, it wouldn't.
0: <laughs> my second player to watch. And maybe this is this is cheap because he's he's already locked in. It's not a bubble player, but Jacob Chikrin is an Ottawa Senator, and I'm very excited to see him from day one of training camp. I'm going to be watching like a hawk. Who's playing the right side between Thomas Chabot and Jacob Chikrin? I'm not saying who's lining up on the right side, but are are one of them staying on the right side, or are they just going to naturally you know drift towards the left? That's going to be my main focus on tonight's game.
1: Yep, that's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, it was nice to see Sanders and, and Zub together. So let's see our other top four pair here in uh, Chicken and Shabbat.
0: No Eric Branstrom or Travis Hamannick. So they want to get a look at some of the, you know, Jorian Donovan played yesterday. Tomas Shamara is probably going to play tonight. Yeah. So um, I guess they're just going to hold off a little bit. The Sanders, by the way, are one of only a few teams that are playing eight preseason games. Like here in Winnipeg, six preseason games. So the two out oh, east okay. are extras. So you know what, this is the time early in camp, let them play, but I am happy that the top pair is going to be there. Give me one more player. You got Dominic Kubalik. Who else should we look at tonight? You know what? I'm going to be keeping an eye on
1: Pfizer, Taryn Pfizer here. Like this is a guy that this is a big opportunity for him. Now, obviously this isn't someone that's probably going to make any noise in the NHL, but he had a great season in East coast league. He had four goals in the rookie camp here. He had an opportunity to impress. What did I get a stat wrong there? It was four oh, goals. Oh no! Wasn't
0: I was, was going to play. That's absolutely sick. When you said four goals. Oh nice! Yeah. Um, so
1: just out of a, a good story, I'm going to be watching Pfizer because uh, I wouldn't mind if he has a role in Belleville.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what, Pilsy, you let a friend of the show down, so I'll give a third player. It's been a quiet can't like in terms of the buzz. Around Agus Crookshank. I want to see him mm-hmm. go out there. Yes. He had a real good preseason last year. He scored a goal in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken, in last preseason. So I want to see him do that again tonight. So we'll be watching that. And then uh, we're also going to record tomorrow, tomorrow's Lockdown Senators after tonight's game. The postcast, in all likelihood, will make its return, uh, not this Thursday, but next, uh, October 5th. Uh, we'll have our our tune up games, our postcast preseason. We'll be ready to go for October 11th against Carolina. All right, Pillsy. Any final thought?
1: <laughs> um, my god, that Alex Trebek quote. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find it here, so so I don't mess it up. But yeah, if you have it, you can pull it up and read it.
0: Yeah, I, I can pull it up here. And a shout-out to Helen St. James, who's been covering the Detroit Red Wings for years. And um, I don't think that she expected it to be picked up the way, but we are a bunch of sickos. Uh, yeah. And a direct quote here from this from the Detroit Free Press. A lot of it is different looks in different situations. Quote, I've got to focus a little bit more on bearing down when I get my chances. I think last year I gave up a lot of chances. Maybe got lazy or whatever it may be. Hit a post, stuff like that. I think a lot of it was like that. He continues the quote. I don't have to read it all. People can read it. But Pilsy, when you saw that, were you were you given like the, oh yeah, shocker. Nobody else could tell. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Like, And
0: I feel like, Ross, when you tweeted this out, a bunch of people
1: were like, oh, well, he's just being honest. What's wrong with that? If you're being honest about being lazy, I'm not going to give you points for being honest. <laughs> like, th- Thanks for saying what we all kind of figured. And... This really kind of changed my opinion about Alex Brinkett. Like before, I was like, okay, this is a guy. He gets traded to Ottawa. He didn't want to come here. He never had bold statements like, yeah, I'm going to sign long term. He was always very clear that, hey, I want to see how things go. And you know what? I, I respect that. That's fine. He's got a young family. He's from the States. He probably wants to be there. Nothing wrong with that. But to be getting paid $9 million to play hockey and then just be like, at the end of the year, yeah, I was kind of lazy last year. Like, See you later. Get, like, I'm so glad. Like, the Sens could have traded him for future considerations and I would have been stoked. That is addition by subtraction. And I was on team, don't boo him. Because, like I said, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his choice to be here. He never committed. But now, I'm booing the heck out of Alex DeBrinkett. That is an absolute disgrace.
0: Yeah, it really is. This quote also, quote, uh, last year I didn't have the best two-way game. But in years past, I've been pretty good. And that's what I have to get back to. That creates so many more chances for me and my line linemates. So that's why I was like, I wonder what the Brinkett's linemates from last year would think about that quote. So I looked it up because I was like, oh, you didn't have the best two-way game. We know that. And then I was like, you know what? He, he had a pretty awful plus minus. And we knew they were 19, excuse me, they were 19-1-1 one one when he scored a goal. Pilsy, in 35 regulation losses, he had one goal on 110 shots and was minus 48. That's insane. Like what? <laughs> like One goal. Wow. One goal. Now I looked it up because someone asked, they said, okay, now do Drake Batherson who equally, I don't think we've given Drake Batherson a pass on his no. play last mm-hmm. year. And he was uh minus 38. So uh plus 10 better and had five goals instead of one in those 35 regulation losses
1: well and that and oh, that's well. that's just the thing ross like that just goes like alex brinkett is not a battler like he and when they're down Pils- and they're losing
0: he's he's not joining the fight here pilsey that goal that goal was in the seventh game of the season when they lost to minnesota remember he had 12 chances flurry his old teammate kept robbing him that's the game he scored his even strength goal yeah so in the final well, what? I can tell you how many losses they had. They probably had, I don't know, three losses at that point. So in the final 31 losses, he had no goals. And guess what? It was three minutes into the game. So add on two periods there, too. No, that's enough, Alex, to bring it, Talk. <laughs> I, I think you nailed it perfectly, saying the number's a lot better on Mark Castlick right now. I think that's a, a perfect place to leave that conversation. But my final thoughts is I want to see a lot of effort tonight. Mm. I want to see a lot of effort by the top-end players. I want to see a lot of effort from Dominic Kubelik. I want to see Vladimir Tarasenko. And on the back end, that top pair, yeah, that's great. But guess what? Lassie Thompson not only has seen Jacob Bernard-Docker, who I guess they were kind of neck-and-neck, both first-round picks, but Travis Hamnick get a one-way contract. But then he just watched his former Liga teammate, Nicholas matin Paolo have a great game. Man, whether he's playing to go on waivers and play somewhere else or be a sweetener in a trade or make the team, this is a huge camp for the future of Lassie Thompson's NHL career. And I want to see him play well tonight alongside Jacob Larson. So that's, uh, that's my final thoughts here. I want to see them do pretty well. So it's a Sens and leaves game. I know we got a ton of people in the heart of enemy territory who are going. And if the Sens win hit him with one of these for our boy. Oh, that's what it was. Thank you. Thank you. The golf clap. That was one of, that was one of an all time citizens right there. So, We need more vibes like that. Carry it in to tonight's game. Let us know on Twitter at Send Central or in the comments on YouTube. Who is your locked on player to watch in tonight's game? We'll wait until we get down to the brass tacks of like the actual team before we do a locked on player, lookout player. We'll still, and any other suggestions of how you want our game day coverage to look, let us know in the comments as well. But Right now, it's about highlighting certain players. How did they look? Were they good? Were they bad? And what do we want to see next? So that's all coming up this week on Locked on Senators. It's moving week. You know, it's moving day in golf tournaments where you decide who's going on to the weekend. Like, first round of cuts is going to be at the end of this week, we believe, before the Ottawa Senators head out east. So it's a huge week. The biggest week in some of these kids' lives. And we will be all over the coverage of it right here. Five days a week on Locked on Senators. For today... We say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.